Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> It's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Now from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the state. Great to be with all of you. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday afternoon as we go around the corner into hour number two. Welcome to your weekend. If you miss anything in the first hour of the show, check it out on the podcast. The Tell Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts on all your favorite podcasting platforms. To tell them on his podcast, rate, review, subscribe. It is available. Thanks 
to our friends at Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. Uh, if you would like to listen live and you are elsewhere in the world, you don't have a good signal where you're at, whatever the case may be, get on the internet, go to the website, 1029ESPN.com. You can listen live to the stream all the time. Thanks to Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. We go now to the Regish Brothers RV phone line, and we are happy to welcome in a redshirt freshman entering his second year with the Montana State football program out of Lakeland, Florida, Jahari Martin. Jahari, thanks so much for being with us, man. How are you? No problem, no problem. I'm good, I'm good. How about yourself? Well, we're doing very well. Uh, We appreciate you taking the time. We understand that no one knows anything right now, okay, (laughs) Jahari? So let's start there. Everybody's in the dark on this, but let's just go back a little bit here and hear your story. You you, you go to Lakeland, Florida. You're an MVP in the state championship game, a very prominent uh, football team that you played on there. How did you land at Montana State? What was your path to get you to Bozeman? Yeah, so starting out for me, personally, recruitment was very slow. Uh, and then uh, fast forward to senior year, started getting some looks when I'm at a new school. Uh, and uh, Coach um, Armstrong, Brian Armstrong, who coaches the line here at Montana State, he actually coached at the high school I was at before I transferred to Lakeland, senior high. And then he coached at uh, Kathleen High School, which was one of our rivals, which is the school that Ray Lewis went to. So he coached there for a couple of times. So he was kind of familiar with the area. And so he came down and saw me and checked me out and came on a visit, and I loved it. So that's how I ended up in Montana State. Hey, Jahari, Coulter Nuwana, good catching up with you, man. Thanks so much for joining us. And I remember when we were talking during your recruitment, I remember we were texting after you you came to Montana, and you said you, you loved it and you were going to commit. And then I remember we we did the story. But then now that you've had a year under your belt, living living in Bozeman, I mean, you're one of the guys on the team that's from the far, one of the farthest places away. There's not very many guys that are from farther away from, than you are. So what was your first right. uh, year away from, from home like? And what did you think of just your first year at Montana State? Uh, uh, it, was, it, was, it was okay. I would say it was okay. Um, the winter wasn't as bad as I expected. You know, when I first came in, I think, like, the year when I was getting recruited, I was still in high school. I guess that winter it was like negative forty over here, and it, and it was just super bad. That so sounds super bad. Yes, like that. That sounds that sounds <laughs> right. cold right there. Yeah. So so I was expecting it to be like that, but it wasn't that bad. Of course, it was still bad from me being from Florida and still getting used to this change in the uh, elevation and whatnot. But uh, it was good. I like the community. Everybody's pretty nice and chill. Uh, the fan base is awesome. Game days is awesome, and everything just about Bozeman is just awesome. So I don't have too much to complain about right now after my first year. It's interesting the way that uh, this new rule is impacting things where you, you can play a little bit as a freshman and still maintain your red shirt. And I know on one hand that's awesome because you get to kind of you know cut your teeth playing in – in Big Sky Conference games, in college football games. But then on the other hand, maybe sometimes right. it's a game where you're not going to play, and so you're chomping at the bit, you wish you could get in there. So what was that like, just kind of having to be ready, but knowing that you probably were only going to play about one-third of the time? Yeah, it was, it was kind of nice to have. I'm glad the NCAA brought that rule along, the little four-game rule, because um, it gave me a chance to like, experience how uh, the game speed of college football was and uh, get a glimpse of how it is. And, all, and I, um, I'm glad I took that rest of the year because, um, as you know, I came in as a linebacker and I switched to running back. So having that rest of the year, I had a chance to learn the playbook fully and understand all the concept, concepts and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. 
I liked it a lot. From a football standpoint, and you played high-level football in, in Florida at the high school level, but what was it like the first time you stepped on a field in a Division One college football game? And that's got to be, you know, the accomplishment of a goal and the, 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 the happening of a dream to some extent to be able to do that and kind of get your first carry and just to play it all there. What, what was that experience like for you? It was so crazy. As you know, we, we played Texas Tech our first game. That's the home opener. Yes. So their stadium was filled. Everybody's riled up. We getting tortilla shells thrown at us from the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse, right? Than, than the tortilla, you right. know, it could do worse. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was crazy. Yeah, so yeah, that's always been one of my goals. You know, like even going into high school, my goal was to play as a freshman on varsity. Same thing going into college. I wanted. To, I wanted to play. I wanted to be a true freshman, and that's that's kind of kind of what it is. But I registered after that. But um. Yeah, it, it was it was crazy. I, I like I like the experience I had, you know, going against some great competition. The first couple of games I played in, uh, I think one one of the linebackers we played against in the D lineman, they both got drafted in the uh, first round. So yeah, both of them. Yeah, you're right. Going up against. Yeah, so definitely. Well, it, I, it was it was amazing. Yeah. Who did you Who did you room with uh, this last year? Uh, I was uh, with Tyler Bohannon, a DB out of uh, California. Okay. That leads me to our next question, because one of my favorite parts about covering college football, especially in Montana, is you got guys from all over the country that are coming together, and you right. got guys from tiny little towns in Montana that maybe grew up on a ranch, and guys <laughs> that grew up in big cities like you, and the guys that grew up in Southern California, guys from small-town Washington, big-town Washington, all of that. So getting to know guys from all across the country, rooming for, with a guy from you know the other side of the world, basically, what has that experience been like for you? Uh, it's just, it's uh, it's amazing how how different like people's lives are like from just other parts of the country. That's that's one of the reasons I came out to Montana. I just wanted to uh, open up my horizons and see different points of views from people all across the country. And so yeah, I I, I met guys from Montana who's graduating class with eight. <laughs> now I'm that guy from Washington who's graduating class with like 500. Right. And so it is crazy. It's a, it's a mixture of personalities on the team. What's it like, Jahari? Uh, Jahari Martin joining us, running back for the Montana State Bobcats, going into his uh, uh, first full season as a redshirt freshman this year. What's it like for you when you go back to Florida? Because I, I imagine that a lot of the, a lot of your friends and stuff when you go back there, maybe they haven't been able to get up this way in the, you know in the northwest part of the right. country. And that, what do they ask you about? What do you guys talk about when they're like, "What are you doing in Bozeman, Montana?" <laughs> They were like, how do y'all? How do you get to school, bro? Do you ride horses? I'm like, no, <laughs> cars is like everyone else. And you know, a lot of my friends from back home, they ain't never seen snow. Just like I, have, I didn't see snow to my visit up here. And they're like, it, do it snow? Uh, do how cold it get? And when I tell them how cold it get, they be just be in disbelief. <laughs> We'd be up there practicing. It'd be like five degrees, and this is six a.m. in the morning. So that's that's hell to go through. But yeah, it's it's crazy. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com business to learn more. 
one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show is because you become uh, a little bit of a leader and sort of a spokesman for the Montana State program when it comes to talking about uh, some of these uncomfortable and, and controversial subjects that are going on around the country right now. Right. And Ryan and I both, you know, we talked extensively about how being in Montana, one of the great experiences we've got to have is just covering college sports, covering college football, because like you, we get to meet guys from all around the country. And when you're around a team, especially a tight-knit team like you guys were last year, you just see that where you come from and the color of your skin, all that kind of stuff, it doesn't even matter. Everybody's brothers. Yeah, everybody comes together for a for a common cause. Uh, and, it, and that's, I mean, I think that hurts us that are involved in sports, maybe even at a higher level, because we understand how well people can get along. But tell us just a little bit about right. your experiences in Lakeland, because I know that when you were home earlier on the spring, you had a little, uh, you gave a speech to your community. I know you've been pretty outwardly vocal. So what sparked that and what's that experience been like to, to sort of represent for your community and also represent for your, your university as well? Yeah, it's been, um, uh, I like, I like speaking out. I like speaking out. Uh, I like having my voice heard because like this, this stuff needs to be talked about. Uh, everybody keeps trying to sweep it under the rug, but doing that is just, is not going to help at all. But, um, uh, how I started speaking at that protest, uh, I didn't, I didn't even plan to speak when I was there. I just came out because like, like I said, the day before they had a protest in my city, Lakeland, Florida, but I didn't go to it. So I was like, I, I can't just sit around. So uh, the next day they had one in Arbonnell, Florida, which is like 25 minutes away. So I went out there. And, um, they had I called called the men up to the megaphone and whatnot, and um, was asking for people to speak. And I the megaphone just landed in my hand. So I just told my little personal testimony of my first time uh, experiencing um, profiling racism, and that's just how it came to be. You know, it's 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 a reality in this country, Jahari, that is, is not even just about how diverse cities are because we know that even in cities where there are all these different demographics, all these different cultures, that a lot of times they're in their own pockets, right? There, you, you have black neighborhoods, you got white neighborhoods, you got maybe Asian, Hispanic right. neighborhoods and stuff. So even when there's all these people that seemingly are together, they're still separated within the bounds of their own city sometimes. What's it when you come yeah. to Montana and you have you are with first of all obviously primarily a white community uh, that you're with there yeah. and you have guys who who don't look like you who aren't from where you're from who have not experienced what you've experienced still listening to you and saying hey this has to stop we're standing with you in this how how uh, how much uh, how excited does that make you is that something where you go okay we really can shift this thing and 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 move forward and progress towards justice social justice and racial equality yeah that it, it, it speaks volumes especially when we got the guys from Montana who like standing there with you like that's probably like all they know is like white because you know Montana's predominantly white and so it's, it's amazing when you got your brothers like that standing up for you and um actually listening to you and what you have to say and listening to uh understand and not listening to respond if that makes sense so it, it feels good have you guys had conversations amongst yourselves? Because I know a lot of these, this stuff has been out in public, and I think that's a great thing. I think the fact that we're normalizing these conversations is awesome. The fact that we're talking about it right. on the radio is awesome. But, I mean, just in the locker room, have you guys had any conversations that have just been, you know, maybe exchanging those ideas and, and having guys listen to, to your perspective and your experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we try to talk about it. as We don't, like, that's not, like, the forefront of our conversations every time we're together, but it, it does come up, and we do talk about it like, like adults. And if somebody has differences, we listen to each other's differences, and we just try to help each other understand where 
other side is coming from. Jahari Martin joining us. And, um, on oh, go ahead, Jahari. Oh yeah, and Coach Tote, he he um he drives that like he encourages us to have those conversations among each other too. So he's avid. Uh, he. He, he encourages it. I mean, on that note, I, I, Coach Choten and, and the two of us had a had a Zoom call when all this stuff was kind of mm-hmm. going down, and we talked a lot about football and a variety of different things, but also talked about this this whole situation, too. And I thought uh, he gave one of the most impassioned and one of the, the best perspectives that we've heard on this. So knowing that you have a head coach that you came to play for all the way across the country that has your back like that, I mean, that has to mean a lot to you. Yeah, it does. It mean it mean it means a lot because you know, like a lot of big like I know people I got friends at like some of these big time schools where they barely like talk to their head coach or they barely talk to their position coach and don't have like good relations with it with them. But at Montana State is not like that. Coach Cho, I can call him anytime of the night. He gonna pick up. He actually just lives right down the road. I mean, honestly, so he always wel- wel- he welcomes us over if we ever need anything. He's always the first one to try to help. And with the assistant coaches and position coaches as well, they all do the same thing. So I'm glad to have those guys behind me. Jahari Martin joining us. He's a running back at Montana State. And Jahari, I said off the top, no one knows anything, okay? we well, you know, No one knows what's about to happen or what's going to happen and all that. So with that said, let's assume that we're going to play some football here coming up at some point, and you are going to be playing in right. your first full season as a, you know, as a, as, a, as a player at Montana State. First of all, how excited are you, obviously, but also what do you expect to as a, as a running back switching sides of the ball, as you mentioned, primarily going from the, from the defense to the offense and have your first opportunity mm-hmm. with a great group of running backs, right? Isaiah Fonse, of course, right. but there's several of you guys that are that are big part of what this team's going to be. What do you think about that? Yeah, first off, I'm just excited to have a chance to prove myself. Um, we didn't get a spring, which kind of sucked, so that kind of set me back a little bit. But um, if we like, I'm speaking. If we do have a season, I'm just excited to prove myself. Not only on offense, but um, special teams as well, and just try to contribute any way I can to help my team win games. And like you said, we do have a, a wide variety of backs in our room that can do a lot of different things. And I think that's going to help us tremendously if, if we have a season. In terms of the off-season stuff, I mean, I know you're a guy that's uh, weight room warrior. I know that's always something you've been really into, really right. dedicated yourself to. So, I mean, not having a weight room for a while and now kind of having to do this thing carefully, lifting groups and all that stuff, how's that been? Uh, I'm not even going to lie. It's, it's frustrating because you, you want to be around the full team. You know, you want to start building that chemistry up. You want to just, you know, be with your brothers, but you got to be in these small groups, which – you know, you still can get at it after these small groups, but it's it's just not the same. You understand? It's just not the same. So it's kind of frustrating, but that's the time we're in, I guess. And until things start clearing up and being more definite, I guess it's just how it got to be right now. On that note, I mean, do you do you have any worry that physically speaking, you and other like everybody playing college football are not going to have maybe the time that you need to be? prepared to go out there and play because of the way that this is all gone or do you think that hey you know once once we get officially back and ready to go we're going to be able to get ourselves into a position to say you know that we can go out and 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 play what's a very physical sport yeah i think i think uh, a lot of people's concerns um are preparation just because uh everything you just don't know what's going on and so like some people are like yeah i'm I'm just gonna chill out i ain't gonna study the playbook 
I ain't going to do this, I ain't going to do that, because we might even have a season. But you can't go about it thinking like that. So, yeah, preparation is uh, a worry of mine. But um, I know the group of guys I'm working with, and I know they're all prepared to work. So if we do have a season, we're going to be ready to go regardless. Well, Jahari, I tell you what, man, we really appreciate you coming on with us. It's great to talk with you. Uh, we appreciate the time, and uh, we are rooting for a football season first and foremost. And when right. it comes about, we can't wait to watch you play, okay? Looking forward to that as well. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. All no right. Problem, no problem. Jahari Martin, running back from Montana State University. Great to talk to him, man. What a, what, I mean, we 19? Come on, you can't. I, mean, I, I don't know, man. There, there's uh, every once in a while I come across a special kid, man. He's a special kid. I really enjoyed getting to know him during um, the recruiting process. And I thought the story that we did uh, at SkylineSportsMT.com um, on his commitment, it was awesome. I mean, he told me this story. He said, I mean, how often do you have the perspective when you're that young of a guy? He said, the number one reason I wanted to go to Montana State is I wanted to get somewhere completely outside my comfort zone. I yeah. wanted to go somewhere that I had never been, that I'll never be again, and I wanted to grow. I wanted to not know anybody. I wanted to have no lifelines. I wanted to do it, experience it. Very few young people are like yeah, that. Yeah. He also told me a story about, he said, he sits down with Choate, and Choate's trying to get him to commit. And he says, Coach, I'm looking at your resume, man, and you've been at like seven different schools in the last 11 years. How are you going to promise to me that you're not just going to bring me 3,000 miles away from home and then just leave me here. He's like, I can't have you doing that, man. Like challenging Choate. Who right. has, I mean, who has the gumption to do that when yeah. you're a teenager either? And, you know, they had a great, I mean, then they had a great conversation and he was, you know, Choate said, I'm, I'm going to be here for you whenever you need me. And uh, it's very clear that Choate has done that as well. But um, I find it very interesting just from a football perspective that they're going to keep him at running back. He's a physical specimen. Anybody that hasn't seen this kid, he's the reason he wasn't an FBS recruit is because he's six feet tall. Probably more like 5'10 and a half. He's 245 pounds, though, and he looks like a 25-year-old. I mean, he, he was the Florida State powerlifting champion. I mean, of, the, uh, of, the, of the tweets announcing commitments, which <laughs> nauseate both of us, right. his was the greatest. Just him in his living room with no his, shirt. With his shirt off That's and his right. arm around Daenerys McGee, <laughs> former recruiting coordinator. Coming to Montana State. Coming to Montana State. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how he uh, how he finds his way in in you know, either the running back or linebacker room. I thought that uh, he was a downhill, ridiculously good linebacker coming out of high school. I think he still has potential at that position. I also think he could play edge. He doesn't necessarily have the length, but he has the explosiveness for sure. But he's got the perfect prototype build to be that short yardage goal line type back as well. So. He's a great athlete, great recruit, and obviously a great kid. I think that's impressive that he, you know, I mean, a kid from 2,500 miles away becoming the spokesman for your program in the midst of all these racial tensions that are flying around America, it's hard to understand how impressive that is, and I think that he deserves a ton of credit, and his his family deserves a ton of credit for raising a really good young man. Stu Tellenuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. On the other side, Men's State AM update. Also, the University of Northern Colorado has suspended athletic workout activities uh, amidst a uh, uh, rash of positive COVID tests that have come out there. So we'll get into all of that and a little bit more as well. It's a Friday afternoon. You're listening to Telling the Waters. Hope you're enjoying it. We're certainly happy to have you along with us. Hey, speaking of summertime, nice weekend ahead of you. Here's Let me give you a little recommendation, okay? Go to Kurtz Polaris. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula also on Highway 83 in Sealy. 
I love how you don't need an address in Sealy. You know, you just say, yeah, we're on the highway in Sealy. It's Kurtz Polaris. You will not miss it. And you won't. It's a beautiful store up there and in Missoula both. And they have everything you need all summer long, every season, but summer especially. Off-road vehicles, side-by-sides, their generals, their razors, their rangers, the whole Polaris lineup there. Spectacular as always. They also have brand new Husqvarna and Beta dirt bikes, top-of-the-line dirt bikes at Curse Polaris. And you want to get out on the water, float around, maybe th- drop your drop your line in the water. I caught a fish last week. I'm very excited. I am, you might say, hooked. What do you think? Is that pretty good? Am I a fire <laughs> right here? This is your fourth dad joke in the last two shows. You get yourself a Crest pontoon boat from Curse Polaris. That's what you do. Okay? They are brand new. They are also top of the line. They don't do anything other than top of the line at Kurtz. Crest pontoon boats, it is the season. Get in there, pick one out, and enjoy life, would you? It's summer the way you always envisioned at Kurtz Polaris. Go online, see the entire inventory, KurtzPolaris.com, KurtzPolaris.com. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Friday, my friends. Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas on your radios. Together we are Tutel and Nuanas, and happy to be with you. At Gus Tutel on Twitter at 1029 ESPN at Skyline Sports MT. Go check us out there. Get on the social medias. Have a little bit of fun. Uh, Coulter, uh, what do you want to do here? We got State Am, we got Memorial Tournament, and we got the University of Northern Colorado suspending athletic workout uh, activities for the time being. Where do you want to go here? It's a a real pick em. Well, I mean, the Northern Colorado thing is just kind of cut and dry, but they've shut down all on-campus um, workout activities at this moment because of positive tests. We've seen positive tests in Montana, specifically at Montana State, but that uh, was only uh, confirmed as one athlete, and that person was quarantined. Their group was quarantined. Their group of 10 was quarantined, but it did not lead to a shutdown, whereas Northern Colorado shut down. So I'm not sure how many cases that actually uh, indicates, but... Definitely likely more than one and probably uh, cases in multiple of the workout groups, which is unfortunate. And, uh, you know, I mean, Northern Colorado has one of the most uphill battles of any football program in the league, to be certain, regardless of the specifics of the situation. And now the fact that they have no spring ball under a brand new head coach who's never been a college head coach and Ed McCaffrey. And then their summer workouts getting impeded. It's just another domino, another block building to... uh, be a real challenge for Northern Colorado. Uh, there are, by the way, it's 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 not isolated to the football team at Northern Colorado, but it does include some of the football players. But it's the entire athletic uh, facility for all sports that is being uh, temporarily shut down, and it has no timeline for when student athletes will be allowed to return. So uh, that's where they're at right now. And I'll tell you what, this is this is hard for everybody. OK, 
okay, trying to deal with these circumstances. But if you are in a program as a head coach that you're taking over for the first time at a place where you're going into your first season as a head coach coming out of last year, I mean, good gracious. Even a guy like Bo Baldwin, who's done it before, trying to figure out how he's going to make it go at Cal Poly this season, yeah. just tremendous. And I, I, I really believe, I, mean, I think Ed McCaffrey has drawn by far the shortest straw of the yes. bunch of the 13 in the Big Sky Conference when you talk about, I mean, it is, it is that's, that's as tough a situation now as I'm aware of. In <laughs> when you talk about the litany of things that have befallen him in this program, personally, professionally, the the the, the team not being good anyway. I mean, it's already a rebuild scenario, or a, just a build scenario. A build scenario, <laughs> right, right. And then and then everything else going on. I mean, it's just one thing after another, man. For Ed McCaffrey and in, in Greeley. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that he's never been a college football coach. Period. That's tough. The yeah, that although never... I that. If it was anybody, if it was if it was somebody else, I think that would be a major thing. I I actually have that pretty far down my list on think on concerns, honestly. Um, I actually think that the Big Sky Conference would be one of the toughest conferences in the entire country at any level of college football to be a first time head coach in. You're talking about because of the other coaches, not because because of, of the what other coaches, be. but also because of just some of the things you're just not going to really understand until you do it. Like when you when you have your halftime meeting on the softball field at Southern Utah because the locker room is two miles away yes. and you're like where what happened yeah and I remember that like, Jeff Choate's first year at Montana State he he did they almost beat North Dakota to open up conference play North Dakota was the reigning conference champions they actually went on to be the conference champions that year as well and they were a missed two point conversion away from from right. having that thing tied they lost yep. I think they lost nineteen to seventeen or seventeen to fifteen but they lost the game by two points. I- are you sure? I'm not so sure they didn't lose that game by one Maybe, point. Maybe one point. They went for two to win it. They brought it all the way down the wire, and they yeah. almost beat the team that ended up winning the conference. Yeah. And then the next week, they lost by a touchdown, and then it started spiraling. And then they decided to uh, give Tyler Brugman the hook, and they put Chris Murray in. But the, the whole thing culminated with them being down 31-7 at halftime to Southern Utah, and Choate just just freaking out on everybody because he was just so mad not only at his team but at the situation like yeah. why are we doing this right. it's a i mean it gets blistering hot down there in Cedar City why are we sitting here on an early late October early November day where it's still 85 degrees somehow and we're sitting in a dugout i'm trying to draw up plays like where's our adjustments like and it's just the little things like that like you just don't understand what it's yeah. like to have to fly to phoenix and then bus all the way up to flagstaff you yeah. don't understand what it's like to step foot at Washington Grizzly Stadium for the first time mm-hmm. or, you know, to do all the logistical challenges there are in the big sky. So I, I just think that there's some things that you just you, you can't know until you know. And it's why guys that have been in the league for a really long time, they have these sneaky little advantages. These things. Yeah. Where do we stay? How do we make sure that we get the food right? Like how do just the little travel things and the little mm-hmm. logistical things that go into it. But um, interesting in Northern Colorado, though. We we talked we brought mentioned briefly we had Kendall Keller from Haver High School on yes. the show yesterday. She's Gatorade Player of the Year in girls basketball, coming to play for Lady Grizz. We mentioned briefly uh, some of the best football recruits left in the state. Kellen Dietrich being one of them. He's a Haver High School uh, senior to be uh, linebacker slash defensive lineman edge guy. Uh, he tweeted today though that he received his third Division One offer. He's gotten offers already from um, 
Montana, as well as Northern Arizona. Because of Jerome Sauer's connections to Montana, as well as Andy Thompson, former defensive coordinator's connections to Montana, as well as the fact that Aaron and Robin Flugrad are both still on the NAU staff, NAU has been one of the only Big Sky schools that's recruited in Montana uh, all these years, with the exception of the Montana schools. Well, Northern Colorado's in, in here now. Northern Colorado offered Kellen Dietrich today. I thought that was fascinating. I never thought I would see a kid from the High Line getting an offer from anybody besides Montana or Montana State. Mm-hmm. And Kellen Dietrich got one from Northern Colorado. So you wonder what the connection is, who's, who's got Ed McCaffrey got recruiting up here. But that that's always been something I've thought has been a sneaky advantage of the Cats and the Grizz. Everybody around the region just assumes that everybody from the state is going to go here. And unless you're Matt Miller they're not going to really come to recruit you. If you're another FCS school, you're just like, well, we're not going to waste our time and resources to go to Haver because the kid is just going to be a cat or a grizz. But no one's ever really tried. Mm-hmm. What if teams started creeping into Montana and, and trying to get guys out of buildings or something like that? I mean, I've always been sort of surprised that, that North Dakota and North Dakota State didn't recruit Eastern Montana. Well, one thing, I mean, the high line is a little bit different right. because it – it probably is one kid or maybe two that you're looking at. Totally. A weekend of football in Billings, Montana, and you could see half of the AA teams play ball. You could, and you can, and you, you can know? see as up to as many as like 10 Division One guys. Right. It would be worth it. You go to Bozeman, you go to Missoula. I mean, you got three teams playing a, you know, a doubleheader on Friday night. You know, you got four... Four of the fourteen teams playing. Maybe you get a Saturday game in there somewhere, and you can you can really be productive at least from a Montana perspective in that space of time. And I think that it you know it would be worth your time. And who's been good? Like traditionally, who's been good? Montana and Montana State. Why? Because their core group of their football team is from the state of Montana. Now, there's more than just because they're talented players in Montana, though yeah, there are. There's totally. heart. There's desire. There's that if I don't know how many kids grow up going. I want to be a Northern Colorado Bear. That's you the know? whole issue. None. That's why they have that, no tradition. And so that's what I'm saying is that 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 matters a ton. And so I don't downplay that. It's a it is a different deal if you go get a kid from the High Line going to play for Northern Colorado who grew up thinking that maybe Montana or Montana State's where he wanted to go. It doesn't have the same lifelong dream realized sort of thing going on with it. That said, there's good players because you still have to have a baseline of good players, a baseline maybe it's of toughness, maybe it's, you know, being, you know, a, a, a ranch hand, you know, a farm kid, whatever it is. Uh, they're they're out there, and if you can make it viable, because it is a resource deal, uh, then then I think it is worth your time to some extent. You know, or maybe it's just maybe you got a coach who just went home for a long weekend and happens to be from the area. I don't know. Well, and that's the safeties coach who passed away from Northern Colorado. Mm-hmm. He played for two summers in the, for the Missoula. That's Osprey, right. So was in town. Yeah, you know, maybe he was the one that initially identified the kid or something. So oh. yeah, we'll see. There's also the element of if you were to recruit a kid out of the state that maybe didn't get the love from the Cats and the Grizz, and then he wants to go prove him wrong, kind of like a Samari Toure versus Portland State. I mean, yep. Samari's had two of his best games of his career against Portland State. He said after last year, he's like, "These dudes didn't recruit me. I'm trying to show them what they missed out on." Mm-hmm. And he caught three touchdowns, and that was the key to Montana winning. So. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Stu Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Quick uh, Men's State Am update because okay. it is one of the only things going on. It's 103rd 
Montana Men's State Amateur Golf Championship this week in Billings at the Elso Country Club. Joey Moore, he's the defending champ. He's a junior to be at San Diego State. Great, great, great golfer yep. from Billings. Uh, and he's battling with the Hedge brothers, Jake and Josh Hedge, both out of Billings West once upon a time. Uh, one played at Wyoming and, and one played somewhere in California, I can't remember, but both those guys, college golfers, and uh, they're battling out. Um, according to Victor Flores of the um, Billings Gazette, Moore was pounding the fairway and pounding the green yesterday. He just didn't have the putter go, and he still shot 270. Uh, but Jake Hedge and Joey Moore coming out of yesterday going into today's final round, both at two under. Uh, so we'll see how it all plays out. We'll have updates for you a little later on. But almost 20 golfers four stro- within four strokes of the lead. And uh, they're all chasing Joey Moore, but it seems like it's a more competitive field this year. So we'll keep you up to date as those things progress. If those two brothers got together and kind of pooled their resources, got a little money together, would it be a hedge fund? <laughs> Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top of mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a thousand of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Wrapping up a week. Our first week back. Culture's going on vacation again next week. Me a couple weeks after that. What a week here, you know? (laughs) It's just duct taped and plastered together, this thing anymore. Oh, man. I went went on a variety of hikes during our last vacation. Yeah. With the full intention of, you know, cell phone in the glove box. Yeah. Nobody's talked to me. Uh... But then, then you realize ev- there's nothing there anyway. Well, right. But then each evening you'd get like the Twitter alerts after your mm. phone gets back into service, and then it's like, oh yeah. It, rather than just mitigating the depression of the day, you just get it all at once. Yeah, it was very nice. That is nice. Yeah, just have it wash over you in one incomprehensible horde when you get back into cell service. Uh, if you missed anything in the show, check it out on our podcast. The Two Tell Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. The podcast is available thanks to our friends at Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. You can rate, review, subscribe that thing. Podcast is good, man. You can listen to that thing anytime. I know a lot of people uh, using that option more and more. It's great. Uh, so you can go ahead and do that. 
Uh, by the way, I did listen to uh, Travis DeCure's full conversation with uh Justin Angle on a New Angle podcast. Mm. That came out on Tuesday this week, so that's still the most recent New Angle podcast episode that is out with the Montana men's head basketball coach, Travis DeCure. Recommend it. You know, go check it out. First of all, New Angle podcast is great. Anyways, Justin does an awesome job with that. Has a ton of, like, really, really high-level Yeah, it's really interesting. He he has – he's got probably the best, like, year-and-a-half set of guests that that, uh, I'm aware of of any sort of media entity in this area. Uh, and then he, uh, and then also he had us. <laughs> I want to, I, I, Justin's listening. I want to go again. Cause I thought well, that was great. I mean, of course you want to go again, but I mean, no. but he's so fun to talk to man. He's such a good conversationalist. He listens very well. Yes, he does. Well, he, his his studio is great. He's a very uh, bright guy. He got the night, got the good, the good coffee. Man, we're really hooking him up right here. This is I, we're really, 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 really gush up. session. Speaking here. of the University of Montana, though, men's yes. basketball team, this is actually uh, let's give some people some enlightening news as we go okay. into the weekend. The like uh, the NABC, which is the National Association of Basketball Coaches for College Hoops, uh, released their um, all academic awards. Mm. Uh, I guess it was a couple of days ago. And first of all, the Big Sky Conference set a record having four teams earn NABC Team Academic Excellence Awards. The four teams from the Big Sky Conference that earned Academic Excellence Awards, Eastern Washington, Idaho State, Northern Arizona, and Montana. So congratulations to the Grizzlies. Very good. The Grizzlies were the only of those four schools that did not have someone named to the NABC Honors Court, which is the uh, individual awards for those. But that, I think, actually is a testament to the team because a lot of times, like Eastern Washington, they had four guys You get one genius to carry, uh, and then everybody else just doesn't do anything. That's what I'm saying. Eastern Washington had four guys, Kim Aiken Jr., Tanner Groves, Mason Peatling, and Jack Perry. And so they got four guys. He he has made sure to, to maximize the academic achievements of almost every guy that he's recruited. There's some programs that recruit on an academic... Montana State, especially because of their engineering programs, a lot of times they recruit kids based on, hey, do you want to be a civil engineer? Okay, they prospects by saying, oh, you want to be a civil engineer? We have one of the best civil engineering programs in the country. You know, at the University of Montana, being more a lot of the student athletes go a lot of different ways, but I think the coach Takira has done an outstanding job of making sure that his guys only, you know, going to class, but they're sitting in front of class, they're getting mm-hmm. it done. I mean, Justin Angle, who's like you just mentioned, business professor, he said that contributors to the, the campus community at the business school are the are the basketball players. You know, they're leaders. They show up early. Questions. I always have their work done, and so I think that they're uh, they're doing a good job setting the pace and setting the example on the University of Montana campus. Uh, Coulter Tiger Woods played in the Memorial today. Shot uh, four over, three over. He is going to make it into the weekend. It looks like a club right now, man. Like, did you see? I, I talked about this yesterday. Did you see this today? I yeah. I, I mean, did. it's. Is that how like a 45 degree angle to his body because he's standing straight up to swing a putter? How ridiculous. You could be off of back surgery and barely be able to walk and not be able to bend over to grab your ball and you still make the cut in a PGA tournament. It's insane. It's insane. I'm not going to say something outlandish like this is one of the greatest achievements of Tiger's career, but like it, it, it. No, it's impossible to understand how much better these players are than anybody else, man. Like the caddies, 
in the in the PGA Tour are the best golfers you've ever seen in your life. Right. Right. And they're carrying the clubs. They're cleaning the club. I mean, it's just it's it's incredible how good these guys are. And I mean, the, the stories about Tiger, right? Like he set up, you know, 10 guys to go and they were all, you know, out doing a thing and they're like, "Okay, you know, set up your longest drive." And they all get up there and hammer away and they're all proficient golfers or whatever and he gets on his knees and bangs it 50 yards past any of them, you know, one stripe just because like it's just impossible not to be good. Who's the best golfer you ever played with? That I've ever played with? Yeah, like who's the best golfer you've ever Man, played with? Man, outside of you. <laughs> I am not even in the list of the people that I know are listening to this show right now. No, I mean, I I've played with some pretty good golfers. I mean, I, I played with some pretty good golfers when I played high school golf, mm-hmm, just in virtue mm-hmm. of having been paired with you know certain certain people. But not even. I mean, I don't remember playing golf with and being like, "Oh man, I played around with that kid and he went on to do this, that, and the third. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've I've played. I mean, I've played golf randomly paired at a muni with guys that have gone under par yeah. in the round that we played in. Sure. You know, wow, this is a really good golfer. Sure. But I, I've never played with a guy where who was like, you know, a college like a like a like a like a power five college golfer. I never played golf with a guy like that. And thank you. Don't want to. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You know? I played with some really good guys. I mean, my mom's next door neighbor out the ranch club. He's won three three state senior AMs. Mm. Uh, he's he's lights out. Kylie Ash, who plays for the Lady Grizz, she's she's worked between both yep. Canyon River and the ranch club, and uh, played with her one time. I didn't know who she was at the time. That was when she was still at Loyola. I'm like, who is this girl? She one putts on every single hole. Like she's just <laughs> destroying me. Uh, but I mean, really, really good golfers when you play with them. It raises your level too, man. It it's does. fun. It does boys and girls, it's been a fun week. Thanks for being with us. Tutel Nuanas back Monday. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.